The Pendant Shakespeare presents the first part of Henry VI, Chapter 2 by William Shakespeare. Sirrah, thou knows how Orleans is besieged and how the English have the suburbs won. Father, I know, and oft have shot at them. I were unfortunate, I missed my aim. But now thou shalt not. Is thou ruled by me? Chief Master Gunner, am I of this town? Something I must do to procure me grace. The Princess Espios have informed me how the English in the suburbs closed and trenched. Went through a secret grate of iron bars, and yonder towers who overbear the city. And since discover I was most advantage, they may vex us with shot or with assault. To intercept this inquiance, a piece of ordnance gains that I've placed. And even these three days have I watched, if I can see them. Now do thou watch, for I can stay no longer. If thou spiced any, run and bring me word, and thou shalt find me at the governor's. Father, I warrant you, take no care. I'll never trouble you if I may spy them. Talbot! Talbot is here! Salisbury! Talbot! My life, my joy again returned! How wert thou handled being prisoner? Or by what mean gotst thou to be released? Discourse, I prithee, on this turret's top. The Duke of Bedford had a prisoner called the brave Lord Ponton de Centre. For him was I exchanged and ransomed. But with a baser man of arms by far, once in contempt they would have bartered me, which I, disdaining, scorned, and craved death, rather than I would be so vile esteemed. In fine, redeemed I was as I desired. But oh, the treacherous Fastolf wounds my heart, whom with my bare fists I would execute if I now had him brought into my power. Yet, tell thou not how thou were entertained. <laughs> With scoffs and scorns and contumelious taunts, in an open marketplace produced they me to be a public spectacle to all. Here, said they, is the terror of the French, the scarecrow that affrights our children so. Then broke I from the officers that led me, and with my nails digged stones out of the ground to hurl at the beholders of my shame. My grisly countenance made others fly. None durst come near for fear of sudden death. In iron walls they deemed me not secure. So great fear of my name amongst them was spread that they supposed I could rend bars of steel and spurn in pieces posts of adamant. Whereupon a guard of chosen shot I had, that walked about me every minute while. And if I did but stir out of my bed, ready they were to shoot me to the heart. I grieve to hear what torments you endured, but we will be revenged sufficiently. Now it is supper time in Orléans. Here, through this grate, I count each one and view the Frenchmen how they fortify. Let us look in. The sight will much delight thee. Sir Thomas Cargrave and Sir William Glansdale, 
Let me have your express opinions. Where is best place to make our battery next? I think at the North Gate. For there stands Lords. And I hear the bulwark of the bridge. For aught I see, this city must be famished. Or light with skirmishes and feeble and- Oh Lord, have mercy on us. <coughs> Wretched sinners. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Woeful man. What chance is this that suddenly hath crossed us? Speak, Salisbury. At least if thou canst, speak. How farest thou, mirror of all martial men? One of thy eyes and thy cheek's side struck off. A cursed tower, a cursed fatal hand that hath contrived this woeful tragedy. In thirteen battles, Salisbury o'ercame, rendering the faith he first trained to the wars. First any trump did sound or drum struck up, his sword did ne'er leave striking in the fields. Yet livest thou, Salisbury? Though thy speech doth fail, one eye thou hast to look to heaven for grace. The sun with one eye vieweth all the world. Heaven, be thou gracious to none alive if Salisbury wants mercy at thy hands. What stir is this? What tumult's in the heavens? Whence cometh this alarum and the noise? My lord, my lord, the French have gathered head. The Dauphin, with one John La Pousselle joined, a holy prophetess new risen up, is come with great power to rage the siege. Hear, hear. How dying Salisbury doth groan. It irks his heart he cannot be revenged. Frenchman, I'll be a Salisbury to you. Boussel or Puzzle, Dauphin or Dogfish, your hearts I'll stamp out with my horse's heels and make a quagmire of your mingled brains. Convey we Salisbury into his tent, and then try what these dastard Frenchmen dare. Where is my strength, my valor, and my force? Our English troops retire. I cannot stay them. A woman clad in armor chaseth them. Here, here she comes. Poussel, I'll have a bout with thee. Devil or devil's dab, I'll conjure thee. Blood will I draw on thee. Thou art a witch, and straightway give thy soul to him thou servest. Come, come! It is only I that must disgrace thee! Heavens! Can you suffer hell so to prevail? Ha! Ah. My breast, I'll burst with straining of my courage, and from my shoulders crack my arms asunder! But I will chastise this high-minded strumpet! Tell that. Farewell. Thy hour is not yet come. I must go victual Orleans forthwith. Oh, take me, Zakat. My scorns I strength. Go, go. Cheer up thy hunger-starved men. Help Salisbury to make his testimony. 
My thoughts are whirled like a potter's wheel. I know not where I am nor what I do. A witch by fear, not force like Hannibal, drives back our troops and conquers as she lists. So bees with smoke and doves with noisome stench are from their hives and houses driven away. They called us, for our fierceness, English dogs. Now like two whelps, we crying run away. Hark, countrymen! Either renew the fight or tear the lions out of England's coats! Renounce your soil! Give sheep in lion's stead! Sheep run not half so treacherous from the wolf, or horse or oxen from the leopard, as you fly from your unsubdued slaves! It will not be! Retire into your trenches! You all consented unto Salisbury's death, for none would strike a stroke in his revenge! Poussel is entered into Orléans, in spite of us, or aught that we could do. Oh, would I were to die with Salisbury. The shame hereof will make me hide my head. Advance our waving colors on the walls. Rescued is Orléans from the English. <laughs> Thus John Lapoussel hath performed her word. Divinest creature, Astra's daughter, how shall I honor thee for this success? Thy promises are like Adonis's garden, that one day bloomed and fruitful were the next. France triumph in thy glorious prophetess. Recovered is the town of Orleans. More blessed hap did ne'er befall our state. Why ring not bells aloud throughout the town? Dauphin commands the citizens make bonfires and feast and banquet in the open streets to celebrate the joys that God has given us. All France will be replete with mirth and joy when they shall hear how we have played the men. Tis Joe, not we, by whom the day is won, for which I will divide my crown with her. And all the priests and friars in my realm shall in procession sing her endless praise. A statelier pyramus to her Alrier than Rodolphe's of Memphis ever was. In memory of her, when she is dead, her ashes in an urn more precious than the rich jeweled coffer of Darius, transported shall be at high festivals before the kings and queens of France. No longer on Saint Denis will we cry, for Jean Le Purcell shall be France's saint. Come in and let us banquet royally after this golden day of victory. Sirs, take your places and be vigilant. If any noise or soldier you perceive near to the walls, by some apparent sign let us have knowledge at the court of guard. Sergeant, you shall. Thus our poor servitors, when others sleep upon their quiet beds constrained to watch in darkness, rain and cold. 
Lord Regent, and redoubted Burgundy, by whose approach the regions of Artois, Walloon, and Picardy are friends to us. This happy night the Frenchmen are secure, having all day caroused and banqueted. Embrace we then this opportunity, as fitting best to quittance their deceit, contrived by art and baleful sorcery. Coward of France, how much he wrongs his fame, despairing of his own arm's fortitude to join with witches in the help of hell. Traitors have never other company, but what's that pusil whom they term so pure? A maid, they say. <laughs> A maid, and be so martial. Pray God she prove not masculine ere long. If underneath the standard of the French, she carry armor as she hath begun. Well, let them practice and converse with spirits. God is our fortress, and in whose conquering name let us resolve to scale their flinty bulwarks. Ascend, brave Talbot. We will follow thee. Not altogether. Better far, I guess, that we do make our entrance several ways. That if it chance the one of us do fail, the other yet may rise against their force. Agreed. I'll to yond corner. And I to this. <laughs> and here will Talbot mount, or make his grave. Now, Salisbury, for thee and for the right of English Henry, shall this night appear how much in duty I am bound to both. How now, my lords? What, all unready, so? Unready? Oh, aye. I'm glad we skipped so well. It was time, I trow, to wake and leave our beds, hearing alarms at our chamber doors. Of all exploits since first I followed arms, ne'er heard I of a warlike enterprise more venturous or desperate than this. Oh, I think this Talbot be a fiend of hell. If not of hell, the heaven shall favor him. Here cometh Charles. I marvel how he sped. Tut, only John was his defensive guard. <laughs> Is this thy cunning, thou deceitful dame? Didst thou at first to flatter us withal, make us partakers of a little gain, that now our loss might be ten times so much? Wherefore is Charles impatient with his friend? At all times will you have my power alike? Sleeping or waking, must I still prevail? Or will you blame and lay the fault on me? Him provident soldiers! Had your watchman any good, this sudden mischief never could have fallen. Duke of Alençon, this was your default. That being captain of the watch tonight did look no better to that weighty charge. Had all your courtiers been as safely kept as that whereof I had the government, we had not been thus shamefully surprised. Mine was secure. And so is mine, my lord. And for myself. Most part of all this night, within her quarter and mine own precinct, I was employed in passing to and fro about relieving of the sentinels. Then how or which way should they first break in? Question, my lords, no further of the case. How or which way? Tis sure they found some place but weakly guarded where the breach was made. 
and now there is no other ship but this. Together our soldiers scattered and dispersed and lay new platforms to endamage them. Talbot! Talbot! For Talbot! I'll be so bold to take what they have left. The cry of Talbot serves me for a sword, for I have loaded me with many spoils using no other weapon but his name. <laughs> the day begins to break, and night is fled, whose pitchy mantle overveiled the earth. Here, sound retreat and cease our hot pursuit. Bring forth the body of old Salisbury, and here advance it in the marketplace, the middle center of this cursed town. Now have I paid my vow unto his soul, for every drop of blood was drawn from him. There hath at least five Frenchmen died tonight. And that hereafter, ages may behold what ruin happened in revenge of him. Within their chiefest temple, I'll erect a tomb wherein his corpse shall be interred. Upon the which, that everyone may read, shall be engraved the sack of Orleans, the treacherous manner of his mournful death. And what a terror he had been to France. But lords, in all our bloody massacre, I muse we met not with the Dauphin's grace. His new-come champion, virtuous Joan of Arc, nor any of his false confederates. <laughs> Tis thought, Lord Talbot, when the fight began, roused on the sudden from their drowsy beds, they did amongst the troops of armed men leap o'er the walls for refuge in the field. Myself, as far as I could well discern, for smoke and dusty vapors of the night, I'm sure I scare the Dauphin and his troll. With arm in arm, they both came swiftly running, like to a pair of loving turtle doves that could not live asunder day or night. But after that, things are set in order here. We will follow them with all the power we have. All hail, my lords. Which of this princely train call you the warlike Talbot? For his act so much applauded through the realm of France. Here is the Talbot. Who would speak with him? The virtuous lady, Countess of Averne, with modesty admiring thy renown, by me entreats, great lord, thou wouldst vouchsafe to visit her poor castle where she lies, that she may boast she hath beheld the man whose glory fills the world with loud report. Is it even so? Nay, then I see our wars will turn into a peaceful comic sport when ladies crave to be encountered with. You may not, my lord, despite her gentle suit. Ne'er trust me, then. For when a world of men could not prevail with all their oratory, yet hath a woman's kindness overruled. And therefore, tell her I return great thanks, and in submission will attend on her. Will not your honours bear me company? No, truly, tis more than manners will. And I have heard it said unbidden guests are often welcomest when they are gone. Well then, alone, since there's no remedy, I mean to prove this lady's courtesy. Come hither, Captain. You perceive my mind? I do, my lord. 
and mean accordingly. Porter, remember what I gave in charge, and when you have done so, bring the keys to me. Yes, Countess, I will. The plot is laid. If all things fall out right, I shall as famous be by this exploit as Scythian Tamiris by Cyrus' death. Great is the rumor of this dreadful night, and his achievements of no less account. Fain would mine eyes be witness with mine ears to give their censure of these rare reports. Madam, according as your ladyship desired, by message craved, so is Lord Talbot come. Countess. And he is welcome. What? Is this the man? Madam, it is. Is this the scourge of France? Is this the Talbot, so much feared abroad, that with his name the mother still their babes? I see your report is fabulous and false. I thought I should have seen some Hercules, a second actor for his grim aspect, and large proportion of his strong-knit limbs. Alas, this is a child. A silly dwarf. It cannot be this weak and rather shrimp should strike such terror to his enemies. Madame, I have been bold to trouble you, but since your ladyship is not at leisure, I'll sort some other time to visit you. What means he now? Go ask him whither he goes. Stay, my lord Talbot. For my lady craves to know the cause of your abrupt departure. Mary, for that she's in a wrong belief. I go to certify her Talbot's here. If thou be he, then art thou prisoner. Prisoner? To whom? To me, bloodthirsty lord. And for that cause, I train thee to my house. Long time thy shadow hath been thralled to me. For in my gallery thy picture hangs. But now the substance shall endure the like, and I will chain these legs and arms of thine, that hast by tyranny these many years, wasted our country, slain our citizens, and sent our sons and husbands captivate. Ha <laughs> 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 Laughest thou, wretch? Thy mirth shall turn to mourn. <laughs> I laugh to, to see your ladyship so fond. To think that you have aught but Talbot's shadow, whereon to practice your severity. Why, art not thou the man? I am indeed. Then have I substance too. No, no. I am but shadow of myself. You are deceived. My substance is not here. For what you see is but the smallest part and least proportion of humanity. I tell you, madam, with a whole frame here, it is of such a spacious, lofty pitch, your roof were not sufficient to contain it. This is a riddling merchant for the nonce. He will be here, and yet he is not here. How can these contrarieties agree? <laughs> that will I show you presently. My lord! <laughs> How say you, madam? Are you now persuaded that Talbot is but shadow of himself? These are his substance, sinews, arms and strength. 
with which he yoketh your rebellious necks, raiseth your cities and subverts your towns, and in a moment makes them desolate. Victorious Talbot, pardon my abuse. I find thou art no less than fame outwitted, man more than may be gathered by thy shape. Let my presumption not provoke thy wrath, for I am sorry that with reverence I did not entertain thee as thou art. Be not dismayed, fair lady, nor misconstrue the mind of Talbot, as you did mistake the outward composition of his body. What you have done hath not offended me, nor other satisfaction do I crave, but only with your patience, that we may taste of your wine, and see what cates you have, for soldiers' stomachs always serve them well. With all my heart, and think me honoured to feast so great a warrior in my house. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents the first part of Henry VI, Chapter 2 by William Shakespeare. Featuring the voice talents of Walter Mack as the Master Gunner and Lord Salisbury, Julia Eve as the Gunner's Boy, Adam Blanford as Lord Talbot, Chevelli Gutierrez as Lord Gargrave, Maya Murphy as the Messenger, Sarah Rosina Winkler as the French Sergeant, Cindy Woods as the French Sentinel, Kat Peterson as Joan La Pucelle, E. Rachel Ward as Bedford, Gareth Boley as Burgundy, Josh Kibbe as Renier, Bruce Davis as the Duke of Alençon, Jeff Robinson as the Bastard of Orléans, Kendra Murray as Charles the Dauphin, Juliet Angeli as the Porter, and Gail Wamba as the Countess of Auvergne. Music by Josh Mullen at thetoonpeddler.com. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Directed by Jeff Robinson, produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2023, Pendant Productions.